magical. Welcome to Magic Monday. I am Tess Whitehurst, spiritual author and spiritual teacher. And I'm Natasha Levenger, energy healer, energy reader, and spiritual coach. And this is a podcast about all the ways we experience and use the magic of the universe in our everyday lives. Hello. Welcome, everyone. I don't know if you noticed, Tess, but I was having trouble getting back to our Zoom part. Oh, no. Oh, no. Are you back? back. I am back. I see your face. So what a what a week it is. Yeah. How was it? So last week we picked, this is when we talk about our oracle cards that we picked last week and how it related to our lives. Right. And we picked timing. Divine timing or what was yours called? Mine was. Divine timing or. No, mine was um, trusting the timing. Trusting the timing. And mine was honor the process, which was also about like being in the moment that you're in and letting it take the time that it takes and also time is not running out it says oh yeah yeah and also like because there is so much transition right now i think that honor the process is also like it's a picture of a woman with butterfly wings that process of becoming a butterfly is not comfortable for the butterfly but it is important (laughs) yeah right (laughs) So, so that yeah, how did that go for you? Um, well, we did in the Good Vibe Tribe, we did a, the web chat on divine timing, and it feels right. I mean, in so many ways right now. I mean, Mercury just went retrograde, and we just had the solstice. And there's another um, planet. I think Neptune. Neptune's gonna go retrograde. Mm-hmm. Venus mm-hmm. this week is gonna go direct. Yeah. yeah. Just there's just like a lot of stuff flowing i mean this the revolution also happening oh well yeah oh i thought that's what you were gonna say no i was gonna say the eclipse that is oh yeah and the eclipses it's eclipse season yeah yeah yeah. it's a lot happening there's a lot of flowing happening and then just like this huge evolution of human consciousness so being in that time like entering into the wave of it that's what we worked with with um in the ritual and in the web chat in the good vibe tribe was entering into it and being one with it with Mm, divine timing and that's because we are one with it but we have all these stories that we tell of being out of alignment with time like you know it's trying to beat the clock or trying to kill time or Mm. you know there's never enough time and it's like how can we possibly be in conflict with time so funny you say that because my daughter um is only 13 and she said yesterday or the day before she was like there's not enough time to do everything I want to do with my life (laughs) (laughs) she's only 13 she's like how am I gonna live in the Amazon and be a doctor and be a vet and and you know all of these and be an interior designer and (laughs) She, she will merge them in some way. And yeah. also, like, I remember I used to say, oh, I want to live in a city when I grew up. And then I would say, I want to live in the mountains and I want to live at the beach. And I really have done all those things yeah, already. Yeah, have. Yeah. <laughs> and I've even lived in the country, which I also wanted to do. Oh. I always thought I would only live in New York City. Because oh. that's where my parents are from we lived there when I was a kid for a little while and I always just wanted to get back there and I lived there for 10 years and then I was I had enough 
Yeah. It does feel like home, though, I have to say. It's like it is my home on Earth. But, like, I still have – I live in the country now, and I need that right now. Yeah. So I can still know that, and I don't ha- you don't have to live there. I feel I'm hearing a squeaking noise. Oh, I think it's me moving on, my, on the piano bench. Oh. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, this week for me, um, it's interesting about the you can't run out of time because I finished the first draft of my novel. Congratulations. That That's was such really a huge big. deal. Yeah, I'm trying to take that. <laughs> yeah. It is a huge deal. No, I want to feel, it doesn't feel like it, but um, as what I will talk about later in the energy report, I'm realizing how important it is to at least start to acknowledge it. So I actually posted on Facebook. I wasn't going to say anything. I mean, just not because I was stopping myself, but just like, it doesn't feel, I think I feel like it's going to feel like a big deal when I'm actually done with it, you know, because I still have another draft at least. Uh Uh-huh. But anyway, I was like, but that's you know, the hard part, right? The Getting first that first draft. draft done. I mean, yeah, I love this book. I gotta tell Yay, you, too. like, I'm so loved, great. I'm so yeah. excited for you. <laughs> I mean, I've just loved writing it. Like, I love the characters. I love being in that world. It was not very hard for me. I have to say, it was not a hard process. So, it's I think that's sign. part of it. Like, because it didn't feel hard. Like, it doesn't feel like a big deal but I also recognize like I mean the editor I'm working with she was like it's something like only three percent of people finish their novel yeah it's hard so anyway I decided to post uh, this could be in the energy report segment but anyway I was just like you know what I'm gonna acknowledge it on Facebook just as an exercise to acknowledge my accomplishments you know, even though it doesn't feel like a big deal. And so many people were so nice. I just uh, felt like, oh, I'm going to receive this. Good. I'm so happy for I didn't me, see so. it. I'll have to look for it. Well, I don't think you don't have a personal account. Oh, you did on Facebook. I thought maybe yeah. it was on Instagram. Also. No, I did it on Facebook. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so anyway, so that happened. And I think a lot of other stuff i think as far as trusting the timing like we had a lot of cat well we've had like we're fostering the kittens now and this is our third set of kittens we got the other one three kittens adopted and now we're on our next two oh, that's such a dream life you're living uh, <laughs> you can foster kittens too you know, <laughs> if you want you know i was thinking when we did the that describe yourself in three witches thing you really i really felt like you should have hagrid in there oh that's a great idea yeah yeah, yeah. The, i mean i'd like to think i'm not as bumbling as hagrid no just like an aspect of just his love of creatures mm. not the yeah. bum- not his bumbling well, quality <laughs> i mean he is that's like the main thing i feel like he's what no the bumbling. main thing is his love of creatures yeah and his, that's like true. understanding of them like no one mm-hmm. else I mean, I will say that I feel like Brett is more Hagrid if we're going by that because he truly loves all animals, like insects, lizards, to like large animals. I do love large animals too, but I'm more cat. I am a cat. I feel like I really am a cat. So in that sense, it really is. But I do love dogs, of course, but mostly it's cat related. Mm Mm-hmm. 
So I truly what I am is they did one time have you say um, there was one of those memes. Describe yourself in three pictures, not witch related. Oh, in three characters. Mm hmm. Yeah. And that year I chose um, Goldie Hawn in from Seems Like Old Times. Have you ever seen that movie? It's no. a movie from the 70s, which I love. It's with Chevy oh. Chase oh, okay. and Charles Grodin. It's, I don't know how it's aged, but I've seen it like 50 times. <laughs> and anyway, she has like my life. Not like she has like 10 dogs and they all like jump on the bed and sleep, including one enormous dog. That's like 150 pounds, and they all sleep with her, and her What's husband's it called? like, seems like old times. It's okay. a Neil Simon. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I find it really funny. But anyway, that was is truly who I am only with cats, because there are just like, they all follow me everywhere, and you know. All right. Well, this was <laughs> unimportant. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was important. Okay. Um, that was the week. And of course, let's just say, of course, we are still doing our work for our inner work about racism. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I'm still really, hopefully we'll all just continue that work. Are you, what are, are you still reading white supremacy? Yeah, me? I'm on, I think I have eight more days cause it's a 28 day thing. Okay. So I have been learning a lot and seeing in a deeper way, seeing with a lot yeah. more clarity Mm-hmm. how much it's affected like my or, whole life and yeah. the world like yeah. it, it yes in general just white privilege understanding white privilege understanding subtleties because like being raised in this culture just not yeah. seeing stuff yeah. that's so and then I'm like whoa looking back on things that my parents said or did when I and and the effect it had on me you know to kind of just the way I saw the world and then how I move forward in um with white silence yeah. You know? Um, there I have a friend, um, and I'm trying to see if her account is public because she's so smart and amazing. Her name's Marsha Davis, but and I'm I think she has a business account and if she does it would be great to follow it. Um, I think it's called like Davis um cubed anyway I'll try to I'll look for it. But she often she has a whole series where she's talking about how um, our education system is rooted in white supremacy and yeah. yeah I mean well that's one of the things I've been thinking about is like so we were taught this is the greatest country you know it's so it was really like this sort of religious yes. thing and doing yes. the pledge of allegiance every day and then they were like oh yeah and there was slavery and you know and yeah there were Native now Americans here what <laughs> and now it's over and yeah everyone's equal it's like, but but also it's like that was part of that kind of numbing out as a kid of like okay so those are both true like it's the best country and slavery and we stole this land and then it's like it's not possible for those <laughs> i mean no. for them to no. both be true but so we had to just kind of like yeah. have this reality that made no sense yeah you know? yeah yeah which i have to say this real quick and then i'll give it to Marsha, but um she, I mean, um, oh, shoot, what was I saying? Just that they're, oh, I know what I'm saying. So one thing I've really, my guides have really been tuning me, tuning into, um, or telling me as I tune into them is that there's a new piece coming from 
the earth itself. Like there's a new there. I have talked about this a little bit about how there's the energy coming in is like helping us reprogram ourselves in this really peaceful way. So if you call in earth energy in present time, you can get this really, it's like how I see it. It is a reprogramming of old systems that aren't working for you that I'm talking on a personal level now um old patterning it's like releases it it's like washing it out and replacing it with this more peaceful energy oh yeah I think I can feel that too it's yeah yeah. well I just want to say it's like yeah it's just a very they've been showing me that a lot and then I was thinking of course if this new peaceful energy is coming in, of course it has to uproot right. the most toxic system right. we've ever, like, it, what is the most toxic thing to remove on our planet, on, especially in America? Uh, racism. Right. And then the other thing, and I, you know, I think I talked about that a couple weeks ago, and and then I was listening to Molly McCord, who we love, the astrologer on YouTube, and she was saying that she was getting hers was actually she was saying it was neutral energy but yeah that there was a huge lifting off like people leaving but also an energy leaving that doesn't serve humanity and it's been removed oh interesting yeah so when you're that both of those resonate with what i've been tapping into because just when you're saying it because i've been doing the merkaba meditation every day seems Mm. really helpful to me right now and um the best yeah, and there's this part of it, if you guys haven't done it, there's this part where you say consciousness expand to the consciousness of Mother Earth and then you blow out and like connect your consciousness to Mother Earth. And it's been really trippy when I do that. Just like, I mean, seeing and sensing all of the, I don't know, that like the creatures in the soil and then the ocean and the rain and like just <laughs> the sunlight and the birds, like just this deep interconnection and it is awe inspiring and then I am like when you were talking about it I was thinking it's there is like a neutralizing quality not that it's I don't know if I would say neutral Mm -hmm. but it like it's like a uniting quality it like comes in that awareness of the scope of the earth and then Mm -hmm. all the different aspects of it I feel like it merging with my consciousness in a way that is healing and balancing my body and my spirit and then I'm going to talk about codependency in the practical Mm. magic, but I do think that was like yesterday it rained and the rain was so powerful. It felt so important to me and the beauty of it um, made me cry, but it was also Mm. because something about it was Mm. this cleansing sense of connecting with (laughs) the pain of things that have happened to all humans and animals and like the unfairness of how humans have treated each other and just felt like this deep cleansing energy. So I felt like all of that was coming to mind when you were talking about that earth energy. Mm, yeah, that's really great. Yeah, codependency, that's the other thing I talked about on my, I think I talked about this last week on the podcast. Yeah. I can't remember where I talked about things. But yeah, that's the other layer coming. It's like the earth now has more peace so it will be helpful everybody just bring in that every day imagine that earth energy you can imagine coming in your feet chakra or your grounding cords just yeah every day say hello to earth in present time because the more you connect to that it's just like even doing that is a little healing 
Yeah, so that's amazing that that's happening. Oh, yeah, and the codependency layer is coming in to be cleared out. And it's connected. That's what I was realizing is that greater, bringing that greater consciousness to all relationships. Yes. Relationships with our pets, relationships with ourselves, with our friends, with our family, with other people in the world, with like other cultures. I mean, it's like... That with our deep, work life, like even just yeah. what and we're money, putting out like there. Relationships, yes. just generally yes. how you relate. Yes. Yeah. And, oh, and oh, that's probably uh, Venus retrograde also. Mm, yeah, that's true. All right. I'll have more to say about that too in the energy report. But shall we talk about the good fight tribe? Yes. Thank you Great. for asking. So, <laughs> so this episode is brought to you by the Good Vibe Tribe Online School of Magical Arts, a membership program featuring 14 high-quality magic workshops taught by me, live web chats and rituals every Tuesday, and a supportive magical community. I'm opening the doors to the Good Vibe Tribe on June 24th, and I'll also be teaching a free masterclass to celebrate That's holistic and magical self-care, and you can sign up to receive that free workshop uh, in your inbox at TessWhitehurst.com, and you can learn more about the Good Vibe Tribe. Get on the waiting list at TessWhitehurst.com slash join the tribe. Yay. Yay. Um, I just realized I didn't finish talking about Marsha, but I'll just say that she has this whole thing about if – about teaching about how schools were a tool for white supremacy and and really gets into it in this really just helpful way on all levels, pointing it out and showing how detrimental that was for Oh, yeah, that would be good to know. She has yeah. that on her Instagram? Well, she, yeah, you know what, I'll find out because I'm friends with her on Facebook, so I'm not sure. I know, oh, it's called Davis Squared Consulting. Um okay. And I think that she has it on there because I know she has it on her personal page. But, yeah, it looks like, yes, she has it on there and it's public. It's so helpful. I love Marcia. Um, Okay. So shall we Oh, also say we would sure love it if you would review us on Apple Podcasts. That helps people find us and we appreciate it. Yes. We love we love reviews. (laughs) Very helpful. Mm-hmm. Okay. Should we go to questionis? Sure. Do you have them or do I? do I? have them, actually. I, oh, can, I actually yeah. have one right here that I can read. How many do we have? Two? I believe we have three. Oh, okay. Well, I have one here. We'll see okay. what we come up with. <laughs> okay. Who, which, okay. I have them here, too, so you can tell. Who's this, this from? This is from Sarah. Okay. I am a new listener of Magic Monday, and I have gotten so much out of each episode I have listened to so far, and thank you from the bottom of my heart for what you both do and teach. I really enjoyed the recent tarot podcast with Cassie Coleman. One thing I've always struggled with when it comes to tarot or any oracle deck is reading for myself. I feel like I have a bias when it comes to reading for myself, which makes it difficult to interpret the messages coming through. How do you overcome the desire to read into what the cards are telling you so the result is skewed to what you want to know versus what you need to hear from them? Second, do you have any favorite three-card reading spreads that go beyond the standard past, present, future? Thanks for all you do, Sarah. 
I feel like you're more of a tarot person. This is a great question. Yeah. Okay. Well, but I feel like it goes with any kind of work reading. Yeah. Yeah. Or just your intuition in general. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But do you want me to start? Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I feel like uh, what I do is I I feel like I'm going to just try to describe this and maybe you can help me describe it, Natasha. It's like... When I do a reading, I am tapping into a different level of consciousness than my own, but it's also very loving and supportive. So, mm. like, it's not – I I think I also know that I don't have to be afraid of anything that comes up when I tap into this current – like, before you mm. do the reading, you set this intention. This is going to be supportive. It's going to be for my highest good. It's from a place of love. And – um and I'm safe, you know, you just that this is part of my spiritual path. So while like early on, I can remember maybe being afraid of doing Oracle stuff, um, or wanting it to look a certain way when I tap into this current. So there's also uh, like a visual of instead of being like in the human world, when we're interacting, we interact in a horizontal way, just like straight across eye to eye across mm-hmm. the surface of the planet. When you are doing an oracle reading or communicating with divine, you can imagine it coming from above down into the crown of your head. You can also anchor into the earth. So it's a vertical axis of communication. Mm -hmm. So it's something you get the hang of over time of tapping into this vertical axis axis, and also um, coming from this place of love. So then if you do read something in the tarot that is maybe not what you want to see, then you're already kind of in a space of being like ready to let yourself be healed. I think maybe setting that intention too, like let me deeply see and receive what's there for me in a way that is for my highest good. So it's a practice, I think I would say. Mm -hmm. Does that seem? Yeah, that seems right. I would say, see, for me, I understand what she's saying because tarot cards, I love them. Like I love how they look. I love picking them. But because I have access to my guides, and when I tune into my guides, which, like you said, is a vertical situation, I'm going from my crown chakra, which is, uh, you know, goes up to um, source and to my guides. Um, Whatever they tell me, I get the energy of. So whatever they're saying, it just feels good, even if it's like, I mean, they never tell me anything terrible. So it's just always like reframing it in this beautiful way. If I'm having a problem, they reframe it in this way that feels expansive. And I tune into that. And then I just feel, okay, this is good. This is really. And what's interesting as you're saying that is I'm realizing that like how I do it and maybe how she's doing it. It's basically ego versus highest information. Right. Yes. So I do have a tendency with tarot cards to go from my ego where it's like, oh, no, well, what is great that's happening, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and in fact, when I – but with my guides, it's just like, oh, okay, this is a reframing. With the tarot, I feel like there's – it does help me sometimes like, oh, this is a new perspective. Um, but I do find it really hard – me personally to not go to that ego place like oh shit you know I got the tower everything's falling apart for me usually it's not the tarot it's the tower that's upsetting it's usually that um eight of swords where all the I think it's the eight of swords where she's laying maybe it's the ten or the nine she's laying on the back on her back with all the swords in her I think it's nine 
Okay. Or oh well, no, it's sorts. not the one. I'm thinking of the one where they're like above her. Uh, well, I just realizing I was thinking of a different deck. The witch's tarot um, is that deck. But anyway, you think I would have dropped the tarot because of how I feel about it, but I just do feel a love for it. But yes, I think it's that dance between the ego and your highest information, like you said. So if you can say like, I, you know, if you can get the feeling of the difference between what it's like to get information from your highest self and from your ego, and then like you said, just tap into that highest self part, then you'll get you know, the information you need. And I guess another red flag for interpreting it in a way that's not helpful is if it feels bad (laughs) because it shouldn't ever feel bad. Yeah. And so even that reframing thing that you feel like from your guides, I feel like I will do that if I get a challenging tarot card, not like I don't think that what I'm doing is, you know, being in denial of what I'm getting. No. I'm more like, how can I look at this, you know, three of swords or whatever in a way that where I have compassion for myself or I see it in a way that is helpful and loving to me instead of just sad. You know? Yeah, I think she was saying that she may be twisting it in the positive, I just realized, because I yeah. was, I oh, twist like it that. in the negative. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it, that generally looking at it in a positive way but maybe also not focusing so much on the future telling aspect that too but also the bad or good the dichotomy but just instead like what do I need to hear from my life so if say you're asking about um, a relationship like what do I need to hear and you get the lovers then you can just enjoy it doesn't mean like you're reading into it for the good but it's just like oh good this is a has a lover's energy to it let's see what happens yeah and what you said about the future like you don't have to be like well now we're getting married right you know or whatever <laughs> I'll call the florist <laughs> well yeah. I wonder too if maybe there's a piece of um of like transcending so you know the the tarot often will have uh it's communicating to you about your human experience Mm -hmm. and um but you're also connecting with the divine and so maybe also remembering maybe part of what i do is i remember my eternal self so that then when i'm looking at aspects of my day-to-day human life it doesn't, I don't get overwhelmed by it. Like, oh, this is Mm. all there is. This is the Mm. only thing about my life is this like timeline of this one situation. It's like, no, this is, I'm just getting insight into this particular human experience, even though I'm an infinite and eternal being, just like, this is just what's happening right now in this one, you know, with regards to work or something, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe like, oh, what story is this bringing up for me? Oh, right. And how can I heal that? Yeah. Story. What medicine do I need? I like to ask that question a lot of the tarot. Like, what medicine do I need for this? Yeah, I think that's a helpful. I have started to do that more. Is like, what do I need to know about this? Or like, what is going to mm-hmm. empower me with regards to this? So it's not just like past, present, future. It's more like right. the, some more useful, a useful spread. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of that, to answer her last question, um, I personally don't know off the top of my head maybe you do but I'll just say um Lindsay Mack tarot for the wild soul I think it is she has lots of great spreads oh um, that's good to know yeah on her Instagram and um she has a great website um so yeah that's my suggestion do you have suggestions um 
Yeah, I think I, I kind of with a three card spread, sometimes I will think of it not necessarily like a timeline, but like root of the issue, like how mm. the issue is manifesting and like what how to move forward or advice. So it's still kind of past, present, future, mm-hmm, but it's not mm-hmm. completely, you know, just linear. Yeah. I just I hardly ever do three card. I usually just do like, what do I need to know? Like, what's the medicine for this? Mm. Sometimes I will fall into that stupid outcome. I just need to always talk to my guides. I've just recently started creating spreads for the question. Like what, you know, like one, two, three, four, five, and writing it out and being like, this is what one will symbolize, you know. Yeah, I like that. Um, Okay, do you have the next question? Oh, let me see here. Uh, Yeah. From Helen? Yeah. Do you you have it too? You want to read it? Oh, you can read it. Okay. I can't. Yeah, go ahead. Hi, Tess and Natasha. Thank you so much for all the wisdom and love you two share on this podcast. It's made a big impact on my life and well-being. So simply, my question is, am I crazy? And if not, how can this be? I've started a meditation practice because I've been dealing with infertility and miscarriage. I'd been thinking a lot about miscarriage and how my baby would be 15 now if I'd had her. And in my meditation last night, to Om Mani Padme whom I felt like she came to me as the teenager she would have been. And she was like, Mom, I'm okay. I've manifested in someone else and you're okay too. I'm here with you. I've always been here and you don't have to worry about me. It's okay that you've had this life you had without me. Even now writing this, it makes me cry. I guess, is this just all in my head or how can this be? I miscarried at only about eight to 10 weeks. So the fetus wasn't even a person yet. And don't know if it was a she, it's just how she showed up. And if she did manifest in someone else, like in a different body, how can she also be coming to me? And I guess, what do I do now? Thanks for any insight that you have, Helen. Okay. Um, First of all, thank you for trusting us with this, Helen. I'm sorry you went through that. Um, So my... Yeah, my take on this in terms of how can this be is, you know, so we're all souls. We all have, um, we're beyond time and space when we're in our soul selves. Um, It's only when we're in this weird 3D illusion of um, uh, separation that we don't, realize we can communicate with anybody (laughs) on any level any direction of time that's right I mean when I'm doing readings and people ask me about either loved ones who have passed or people here that they're having issues with um I communicate with them on a being level and by the way sometimes I can't because sometimes I mean can't meaning I don't because they tell me that they don't want to touch me <laughs> like they don't want <laughs> they don't want to be seen you know and some I know there's some people who do the similar work to what I do who push ahead anyway to get information I don't work that way I definitely um I'm not trying to talk badly about people but I'm just saying there's some psychic work where people just go into people's spaces I'll put it that way and just to feel the energy to to find out what's happening and I do more of a neutral communicating so not to make this all about me but my point is like so they'll tell me they may be off at work you know driving a truck but I can still communicate with them or not depending on if they're willing to communicate with me and so it's not about you know 
they they could easily be in many places at many times just like how you know sometimes we feel we you know but we want to pick up the phone to call someone and then they call us first you know it's like they're communicating with us before we actually are on this level so anyway that's how I feel it is possible is that maybe she I mean I got the feeling that this soul was recently reincarnated um, and maybe was getting more of your messages on that level at that time. But I don't, I don't know. I'm not in a reading space, but I think that's how, yeah, that's how that's possible is that she's timeless. So, and she could hear your messages and, and because you were in that meditation space, she was more able to reach you and communicate and you were able to hear her. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, same. I mean, okay. it's like to us in this time-space reality, it looks like time is a line. It looks like right. I'm this one being and it's I'm on. I'm just walking along a straight line and that's time. But to me, it's more like a, a metaphor would be it's more like if you were looking through a prism, like an infinite prismatic mm. sphere with all these, you know, this is more of how reality would be is mm -hmm. this all directions all dimensions no lines just that's, that's just also the how like archangels and guides and beings oh, right. and stuff are able to communicate with multiple people at right. once yeah and yeah they don't have a body they're not limited by that yeah it is an illusion um oh and she asked what should she do now oh okay um yeah go ahead well, um, I wonder if maybe a sort of a grieving ritual would be appropriate mm. because I know in our culture, we don't do that. We don't have space for that. I mean, just not publicly. We don't publicly have space for grieving mm -hmm. the loss of a child, mm -hmm. of an unborn child. Mm -hmm. um, and I have witnessed a, um, a ritual for grieving the loss of unborn children at the mm. women Northern California Women's Herbal Symposium, which is a really great uh, festival. And they do that every year as part of it for women to go and grieve the loss of their unborn child because mm. there's not public spaces for us to do that. But you can do that privately. You know, you can um, light a candle. Mm -hmm. You can... Um, have an altar, maybe. Yeah, you can. What what they do in the Women's Herbal Symposium is you have a blossom and you mm. let it go into the stream. Mm -hmm. So, uh, or you could even something. just have a little altar for all the time. I mean, there's no reason to. I mean, you don't. Yeah, you can have a little place where you just recognize her, say hello to her, and but yeah, I think it's important if you haven't grieved. Um, the loss in a in a I mean this sounds judgmental but like in an intentional way like if you like have a formal like ritual yeah, yeah 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 um yeah journal do what yeah but I like that having it be a ritual like really acknowledging because then you're it's it. a way of honoring your feelings and honoring your experience and yes that I you wonder remember if, yeah I'm wondering if she's saying what should I do now because now I'm realizing maybe the question is because this soul has communicated to her. 
Oh, um, like moving forward with the soul? Yeah, I wonder oh. if that's what she means. Um, and I would just say in that case, I mean, you can do, you can communicate with her if you want um, and just say hello. If that makes you feel good. If it's bringing, if it opens the wound, then I would say don't do that. Like really tune in and see how you feel like that you can still have this relationship with her if you want. And just picture her kind of as one of your spirit guides um, who you talk to. If that feels good to you, in meditation, you can just even just acknowledge her, like, hello, thanks for visiting. Um, even if she is in a body on Earth, you know, she can still be serve that purpose. Yeah. Or you might feel guided to let go of her, like to right. let go of her and going in. You might envision her going into a door of light and crying mm. and wishing her well. Mm-hmm. Or maybe, yeah, you want to keep the relationship, see what feels healthiest right. to you. Exactly. Yeah. If you start talking to her and you're like, oh, this just opens the wound. I don't I don't like this feeling. Then, yeah, let her let her. I love that. Letting her into light and just seeing that. go. Yeah. And I mean, you might also feel guided to be like a guide to her, like light candles for her well-being and, mm-hmm. you know, bless her life. See what see what feels good. Yeah. But it's infinite possibilities and we're sending you lots of love. Okay, we have our last question. Okay. Um, I feel like I'm not going to say her name just because she has a unique name and what if she doesn't want us to say it. Okay. Um, okay, so this it's about helping people you love who don't, well, who don't want help. Have you seen this? No. Oh, I forgot to forward it. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Natasha and Tess, thanks for bringing the magic to Mondays. I love the podcast. I was wondering if you could give me some advice on how to help a dear friend whom I love very much who is resigned to misery and closed to seeking help, seeking or receiving help. When she shuts down, do I just let her retreat or do I challenge her? I do understand that everyone has their own path, but I struggle knowing when to intervene. Please advise. So this sounds like... Um, uh, and I say this without judgment, but the codependency energy that we were talking about. That we have, I have definitely been looking at in myself. So Oh, so much. So oh, you too? I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah, because it's coming up with literally every person that sees me. I'm yeah. like, okay, I think I better look at myself and revisit where I'm, where I've, you know, experienced this, where, where you know, how is this coming up in my life? Yeah. For sure. Um, do you want to? answer first or do you want me to uh i feel like maybe you can continue with your thought and then i'll add okay so um this is my feeling about it is if you if someone truly is resigned to misery you can't i do not think it's helpful to continue to beat a dead horse so to speak that's terrible uh, <laughs> but it's just like you know in alcohol you know aa they say like you can only help someone who who wants help you know you can't save somebody from themselves you can only be a loving you can let her know you know hey if you ever do want to talk about this i'm available to you um but it's it does not serve it just it drains your energy there's nothing i would say there's never really, I don't want to say never, but hardly ever a time to intervene, as you say, unless, I mean, if someone even, you know, you'll see people who are, um, you know, 
in the throes of drug addiction and people try to intervene and it doesn't work until they're ready to help themselves. So, um, you know, it really is, I would say instead come back to yourself and ask yourself, well, what, what is it in me? Why do I feel so compelled to help this person? Because it could be a distraction from your own life. Um, and I'm not saying you don't have true love for this person and that you don't genuinely, you know, there's also the element, of course, of seeing a friend in distress and you don't want that. Um, but, but if you're really beating, I got to get that expression out of my vocabulary. Um, if you're really (laughs) pushing it (laughs) and, and and hitting against a wall that doesn't, that you're trying to make a door, hmm, that's better. Um, (laughs) that I would say there might be something within you that I know for myself, certainly when I feel like I, you know what, I'll just make, uh, uh, make this this time it's personal um i actually have a friend who is going through a hard time who i who truly does not want my help and i have and she hasn't said that explicitly but when i've said certain things it's super clear that she just wants to be in her story right now that there's nothing that she just doesn't want. I mean, maybe there is something I could do. And in fact, in the old days, I definitely would have pushed him. This is my relationship with my mother. So I solved all her problems for her. Oh, I, mean, yeah, I was yeah. like, that was my role. So yeah, that's it. It, it does sound to me like, okay, what is it in you that you would like that you're looking away from in order to help her? How can you help yourself? What is it? How can you love yourself? What is it within that you could look at to help? you know to use your time better than Mm -hmm. helping someone who just doesn't want to help what doesn't want your help yeah yeah and actually practical magic will be helpful a helpful aspect of this answer too this week um i would say also in situations like this i think it's okay to send them light and to call on angels to help support them and Mm. that's actually a lot of help but it's like it is um not as long as it's like you're sending this neutral light, you're calling on angels to support them in the best possible way, they can't, you know, angels are, if you want to just call on the divine in a way that feels powerful for you, not everyone likes angels. Mm-hmm. But they're not going to, you know, uh, they're not going to override her free will. They're just, you're just like making that energy available so that it's there for her if in some way it can come through. Mm-hmm. That is in alignment with her free will. So, mm-hmm. and that feels also, I think, empowering if you feel like, what can I do? Mm-hmm. You can do that. You can light mm-hmm. her a candle. You could send her light, surround her in light, and call on Archangel Michael to support her. And I really would say that when you're doing that, really feel within, is this coming from, like, again, I'll make this personal. I I was sending the kittens, foster kittens, I asked for the angels to come and I gave them all little healings and I felt good about it. Um, but there are times with <laughs> with cats where I feel very like, oh my God, I have to, I have to save this cat. Uh, like I feel really upset about, like yeah. I feel very panicked. I feel very like, you know, and I've come to realize like, oh, this is my abandonment stuff coming up. I need to talk to my inner child and let her know like that's hard to feel that way that's a really sad feeling and you know just you're safe here you're you're not abandoned I'm here you know so I'm not saying that's exactly what you're feeling um listener but um 
but just I would just do a check-in. So yeah, so if you can send it neutrally and it feels good, like, okay, like I did with the cats, like Archangel Michael, Uriel, everyone, thank you so much for blessing her and giving her love and light um, and, you know, all of that and then letting it go for the day, just yeah. giving it up to the light, that's beautiful. But then if you feel a panic, check within. Oh, yeah, if you feel drained or like, yes. what? It needs to look like this. This is how I hope it, you know, it's, like, it's that yes. kind of energy of like draining you and you trying to like control stuff you can't yes, control. control. That's a whole other thing. Yes. And, and, and drained in any way, just like, oh, this is exhausting. Then it's not yours. If you yeah. feel exhausted helping somebody, it's not yours to do. Yeah. It's a hard lesson. This is though. like reminding me of me trying to convince my dad to not get mm. coronavirus <laughs> yeah <laughs> like at some point I just had to be like okay you oh know. my god yeah I mean oh my god I was out at Target and they even have a sign on the fucking door that says everyone who comes in here has to wear a mask and every single person that wasn't wearing a mask the anger that would arise in me yeah I was just like well, yeah no, what are you doing yeah and that's exhausting but that's a different thing okay right. thank you so <laughs> no, much but everybody. that's how i've been too but yeah okay thanks for i was that. just gonna say thanks for all the questions we really appreciate you all trusting us with uh, your questions and if you would like to ask us one you can go on magicmondaypodcast.com we have a little ask a question um tab up top um okay oh we should talk about goddess provisions real quick we love God's provisions. Yeah, it makes our right lives now. so much better and oh happier. <laughs> <laughs> Who says things can't fix you, you know? <laughs> no. But really, I mean, I f- totally forgot about one of these things in the box, this um, moon aromatherapy slash nightlight. Wow. I mean, what? That was just one thing yeah. in it. You put essential oils in it. Anyway, there's so many amazing things in this. Candles, pen, just it changes every time and makes you feel so good. And they always have themes like it was astrological last this month. And Oh, and new um, subscribers get a mystery box, which I really wish wow. I was new at this point, that has their like favorite things from all the different boxes. So that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's just really on. great face products and yeah. good smelling things. And, yeah, and just like if there's one thing in a box that you love so much, you know, it's like it just you just Come keep on. loving it forever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So if you would like this and it um, and would like to support our show, we would really appreciate you doing it from our website, MagicMoneyPodcast.com. There's a little banner on the side that says Goddess Provisions, and if you click on that, we get a little little commish um and it's vegan and cruelty free and they plant a tree for every box so come on okie dokie it's time for oh my gosh do you know what's so funny i was about to say <laughs> your thing <laughs> you were gonna say my thing i was gonna say practical magic. oh what really <laughs> <laughs> oh, i'm glad i stopped myself okay it's actually time for the energy report there's a butterfly flying over a tree as I said uh, that. It's nice. I almost forgot the theme song that time, and that's not a criticism. Okay, the reason I, I'm, I'm moving on. So the energy report we have talked about already, we've hit it multiple times, is, oh, well, th- what it is is um, 
the energy trend that I see for the week in myself and the clients that have come to me, what I've noticed and also what my guides are telling me. So it truly is this time of releasing codependency and um, all those behaviors. So looking at it with like, how are you even like that? in ways that you wouldn't think because traditionally we think in romantic relationships maybe or friendships as we talked about before where we're trying to where we believe excuse me where we believe that we can control the outcome somehow that if we just intervene enough (laughs) or this one time that we can control how people behave Yeah. yeah and you know it is a little confusing because we can influence, I mean, by being loving, light-filled people, we can influence our environment. But when it's coming from a place of more of a third chakra control part or a second chakra, like wanting to fill a hole um, then within yourself, like if this person feels better, then I'll be okay. Or if this person feels better, or even with, uh, then, you know, everything will be okay. Um Or even, say, with work, like, if I do a good job at work um, and do this, this, and this, I can control um, how everybody sees me. Mm -hmm. And so it's more of a deeper um, level that I'm talking about, um, or like wounded level that Mm -hmm. I'm talking about. So one way I was noticing, well, okay, I'll say this. A lot of times when you're in codependency behaviors, it is a distraction. So it's, you're just doing it as a distraction from whatever. If I fix this person, then I really don't have to look at what I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. And it's not conscious, by the way. This is not a conscious thing whatsoever. Um, Or if I perform better in this way, then these people will like me, but it's really hiding this deeper wound. So of course, you know, I will always say inner child healing is the best way to do this, in my opinion. There's so many ways, but I have found the inner child healing to be so effective for basically everything because this is a part of you that is rooted in the past that's feeling these old feelings, and it's real. You know, your inner child is real and is really experiencing these wounds as if they were happening back then, but it's in this moment does that make sense yes yeah okay because it's how you learn relationships yes yes and and but they're in the past still but it's still with you in the present so what you so bringing this consciousness of the present moment saying hello to present time and finding ways to connect to this loving adult inside um is really going and then talking to her from that place. So hand on the heart, not trying to fix her. So this is the same thing as with codependency, not trying to fix your inner child, but just notice, wow, you feel really hurt. Anyone would feel this way. You know, may I be kind to myself? What do you need? How can I love you? Or just from your sake, making those decisions from your side, as opposed to the asking her. You can do that too, but just maybe you know, like, oh, just come here, let me hug you, and it may feel weird to hug yourself if you're not used to it. Um, but I do want to say one more thing. I actually didn't mean to get into that part, and I'll just also say I started, I, I'm almost done with the first week of developing my inner child healing class, oh. which I'm really excited about like, it. you're almost done with preparing it? 
Yes, almost oh, okay. um, with preparing the first week. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Um, with preparing the first week. And I go into there about how to develop this loving adult. If you haven't, I mean, I had to create my loving adult from thin air. <laughs> yeah. Because I didn't have examples. Literally, I had no loving, I didn't have a grandmother loving, I had nobody around me. My dad kind of, but he wasn't around a lot. But he was loving when he was there. But um, anyway. So that that's one thing that I'm working on there. But I will the last thing I'll say is what one thing I've noticed is another reason we do this codependency, um, go into codependency behaviors is because we actually are afraid of our own power. And so by um by diverting all of our attention to other people or looking good yeah. or whatever, trying to control our environment, it's because we're we're not sitting with our own power and we're yeah. afraid of it. Yeah. So just on a really simple level, that's why I posted on Facebook and was like, here I am. This is something powerful that I did and I'm yeah. going to claim it, yeah. you know, and that's why it was really powerful for me to for me to do that because oh my gosh I mean I got such mixed messages growing up about (laughs) success I mean I was either a failure because I wasn't doing enough or when I did have success my mother was threatened by it and would ignore it Uh, I mean it was really a lose-lose sitch happening over here so I so not to be about me but I think it's maybe a helpful example um that claiming our successes um is one way to, and even you can just do it to yourself. You don't have to proclaim it to the world, but maybe write down this week 10 things you're proud of with yourself. I love that. That's really good advice. Thank you. And it can even be like, um, it can even be just like, oh, I cleaned the kitchen. (laughs) Like if you were having a hard time, I mean, we're in a fucking pandemic slash revolution. I don't mean to lump the revolution in with the pandemic that's bad but it's two periods that are very stressful very taking a lot of inner work so like maybe that's hard for you you know or you could also go through your past and and pick out accomplishments that I mean I really oh like downplay I have had that in my past where I downplay accomplishments so go to like accomplishments that are more traditionally you know observed like graduating college or whatever yeah you know um you know getting a promotion at work like really writing it down and taking or I was really good to myself today I you know I was kind to myself today if you've been having a hard time whatever it is write down I'm going to challenge you to write 10 and really take it in if you can like take some time with that maybe even light a candle uh, bonus points if you want to do a little self celebration altar, you know, and mm-hmm. like where you take that in. So I really feel that can be a solve to this codependency because the more you feel you have this base of like, oh, I'm, yeah. so, I'm here, I yeah. have this strength, and the less you're going to want to control the external. Okay, that's the energy report. Okay, that's awesome. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that was so everything I experienced, especially <laughs> yesterday. Like, oh, ju- really? I'm just like everything you just said. Yeah. Like, okay. even the self celebration, like, I'm going to do an altar because that I tuned in so deeply to that. Yeah. Like, yeah. that I don't need because I, okay, let me, let me just get, because this is, <laughs> we're going into practical magic now. So, <laughs> okay, okay. now it's time for practical magic. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> so um, yesterday, it's just a segue, I went mm-hmm. through this, um, I took a bath, a sea salt bath, and I did Sedona method, which nice. is like a releasing method on a, a number. I just was feeling stuck. I was feeling stuck. Mm-hmm. I wasn't feeling great in my body. I knew there was something that needed to cleanse and it ended up being that I worked on a lot of just relationship dynamics and I realized it was so about me. It wasn't about the other people like that. I was looking at it was the way I was thinking about them. And then I did a meditation after I got out of the bathtub and was transmuting it. But I did realize that it was um, me giving away my power of like, oh, they need to do this or say this or be this way in order for me to feel okay. And then when I'm like, well, what if I just let go of that? That's the Sedona method. Like, do I, can I let myself want control? Can I let go of that control? And then it's like, well, if I did let go of that control, how would it feel? And it would be like, well, I would be giving myself those feelings that I think they need to give me by do and then it's like why would I not want them to just be themselves so I don't want them to be how they are Mm. you know (laughs) like it's just like that's that separating of that codependent pattern and then I even went into like crying for my inner child because Mm. I tapped into you know she didn't she learned I learned relationship patterns that were like my function like from a very young age Mm. is to support my parents ego you know so they feel good about themselves what's that i said totally (laughs) yeah yes yeah like they they, so they like feel like oh i'm so proud of my girl look at my girl or Mm. you know i'm saying something that they agree with or i'm saying something that makes them laugh you know like that and that's what how i learned from a very young age to position my relationship with them and then i cried so much because that's a lot of years that i was with them in those houses as a child you don't you can't be like i'm leaving (laughs) (laughs) and you don't at that point you don't even you probably i don't know i blame myself so i would never think it was uh, that i should leave you have no concept that there's even another way to have relationships but right except to feel like oh i need to be better mm -hmm. in order to get love yeah Yeah. and so then i was tabbing because i had a lot of anxiety i would even say like sort of obsessive stuff when I was Uh, a kid uh. and um I tuned into how that was like because my energy was so drained so I wasn't like whole I didn't have like all my light shining and I wasn't sealed and protected energetically so I just had these like dark feelings and fears and Mm -hmm. anyway went in it was really deep it was beautiful I did like a transmuting flame and <laughs> called energy back it just felt so amazing and I felt the interconnection too like I said this all the stuff how much more deeply we're going into an awareness of our relationship with racism like it felt like that awakening was sp- spilling over into other areas yeah and um and so practical mm. magic this week <laughs> is cord cutting cord cutting this week so you can do this in many ways i'm thinking throughout this week the dynamic you want to think about is releasing any cords of attachment that are draining you in relationships and those will be and you can think of a cord of attachment as being the dynamic of a relationship so of course we have interconnections with love and that's a nourishing cord it's a nourishing connection but when there's a draining cord, it's like, oh, this person needs to do this. They need to give me this kind of attention or say this or act this way or have this opinion or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
that to, for us to release consciously release those and then call energy back and surround your aura in light because mm -hmm. there will be like when you let go of cords yeah. or cut them there's like something that needs to be filled then too mm -hmm. so you fill that with light and you mm -hmm. affirm remind yourself to give yourself that love and that nourishment that you thought you needed to get elsewhere and to affirm that everyone can take care of their own personalities yeah. and opinions and behaviors mm -hmm. and you get to take care of your own so it doesn't yeah. mean you're going to get stuck in any situation because you're taking care of your own energy so yeah. you get to feel what feels right and what doesn't according to your own power what you have jurisdiction over i mean it's enough energy taking care of yourself Right. We don't need to waste our time taking care of other people. Besides, I mean, unless like, we literally, like our children or what we pets. Well, I mean, and we can take care of the people we love, but not in a way yeah. where it's like, I'm going to, Draining. you know, be everything to you and, you know, yes. or, you know, get you to act a certain way so that I'll feel good. And, you know, that's and you know none what? of that. Yeah. Nobody feels good in that dynamic. Mm -hmm. Even if somebody thinks they do, like if they're really, some narcissists, like really think they feel better if people are sycophants and like you know doing whatever they want but i don't feel like that's i don't know maybe it's serving them i guess but well, I that's feel a like... sad thing about narcissists is they don't know another way so i, I think they see. are really lonely and that's All like right. a way they yeah. get energy the only way they can get energy uh, yeah. that's why and that's the way i see it yeah well a lot of narcissists actually have abandonment horrible issue. wounding like yes. so bad yeah, yeah it's really sad yeah, but uh, let's say they're not a narcissist and they're, um, you know, yeah, they're not, then they probably don't want you to be no. twisting. It doesn't feel, I know when I've had people in my life who treat me that way, I'm like, uh, it doesn't feel good. Like, please live your life. I don't want you to be like trying to please me. It doesn't feel good. Yeah, it's good. It's better for everyone. So, yeah. so you can do this through visualization, through intention setting. Also, you could cleanse with smoke so you could use sage or palo santo or frankincense you could use a selenite wand that feels very powerful mm, right now i it love uses, selenite yeah it's a way you kind of move it around your aura like a lint brush set the intention that it's pulling out any stuck or challenging energies any cords of attachment and then i like to kind of like flick it shake it toward the ground to let that let those cords go mm -hmm. and then you know call on light to surround yeah. you and fill you you could also take a walk in nature that's really cleansing you could stand in sunlight you could stand in wind you could take a sea salt bath like i did so just thinking of how can i work energetically in a way that will cleanse release cords of attachment and then call in the light to help heal yeah i like that and i would say also if you can just notice um your chakras put a little extra light in the chakras because that's yes. where we cord from is our chakras so yeah. just yeah to do that would be good yeah and i am doing the self-care sacred and magical self-care this week oh what day is that that's on wednesday so oh. if you sign up today or tomorrow if you're listening on monday I'll send you that class, and that would be perfect for what yeah. we're talking about. That's great. All right, so let's do our housekeeping before we do our cards. Okay. Um, you can find us at magicmondaypodcast.com, on Instagram at Magic Monday, on Facebook at Magic Monday Pod. We have a listeners page where people, a lot of people, we've had more um, 
interaction there this week. A lot of oh, nice really? conversations. Yeah. You responded to one of them, I believe. Well, I didn't know there it was a trend. Oh. <laughs> I'm willing to call it a trend. <laughs> um, yeah, no, there was, I think it's, if there's three or more, it's a trend. So, oh, okay. yeah, okay. it's a trend. Um, <laughs> um, I love our listeners. I really do. They're so, all of the ones I've interacted with, they're so smart and, like, loving and aware. And there's really nice conversations on there, I think, and smart ones. Um and is that the only oh and you can sign up for a newsletter on magic monday podcast and ask us a question as i have said and you can find me at highestlighthealing.com if you sign up for my newsletter i will be soon sending out info about my inner child healing class you can schedule a session with me on there and on instagram on highest light healing and where can we find you you can find me at TessWhitehurst.com, which is where I have um, spells and rituals and meditations and the Good Vibe Tribe. And you can find me at uh, on Instagram at Tess4444, on Twitter at Tess Whitehurst, on Facebook at Tess Whitehurst Author, and on YouTube at Tess Whitehurst. Great. Uh, and when does the Good Vibe Tribe, it happens, I know you It talk- opens Wednesday. That's when out, yeah, this week. And then how long is it open for? Seven days. Oh, okay, great. Unless you fill that. that, Get in on that hot action. Get to capacity. Oh, I didn't know there was a capacity. Limited number. Oh, boy. I'm glad I'm in there. (laughs) All right. Don't kick me out. I won't. I won't. (laughs) Okay, good. Never. (laughs) Thank God. All right. Thank God, S. Um, so I'm going to pick from the Starseed Oracle again, because I love it. Are you picking from your, what's so funny? No, Did you forget Wisdom your of deck? the Hidden Realms by Colette Barrymead. Oh, I was hoping you'd do your deck. I Next week, your but d- thank you. Uh, I would have brought it yours down. If yeah, I, I have know. a new deck, you guys. It's Cosmic Dancer Oracle. It's so good. Thank you. Like okay, it. so the Star Seed Oracle by Rebecca Campbell. I'm picking a card. I've got it. Oh. Oh my gosh, the void. Ooh. <laughs> you said it. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> the void. Well, what I think I guess we didn't say this, but this is part of what Molly McCord was talking about with the neutral energy in the oh, earth. Right. That's why I said it like that. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> um, the void. <laughs> Stop. Embrace winter. Great cosmic womb. Maybe this is for our listeners on the um, other the southern the, hemisphere. Mm-hmm. But, the, but also that there is the seed of, you know, winter within the summer solstice. It contains mm-hmm. its opposite. But this is what she was saying was happening in the earth from her perspective was um, that that neutral energy was also a void, but not like a negative void, but just like the space which I interpret and feel as peace. That's a, it, this reminds me of the black tourmaline energy. Ah. Like um, the artist who did Ghost Kitten, the Ghost Kitten uh-huh. Oracle. Nicole. Yeah. Um, she talked in the Good Vibe Tribe, mentioned something about how it's a, a void. I don't remember the word she used, but she used void to describe 
black tourmaline. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Okay. Ev- this says, uh, everything and nothing exists in the void. It is where all life begins and ends. It, it's the winter and the womb, the fertile darkness where all things originate and all seeds grow, comforting and intimidating, freeing and daunting. It can feel both overwhelmingly small and huge. The void is where faith lives. The message of the void is to surrender to the unknown, to allow the fertile darkness of nothingness to nourish the new seeds growing within you, regardless of whether you know what they'll one day become. You're being called to surrender to the mystery of what's next, to rest and allow the winter of your life to do the work for you, to hand over your control and trust that just because you can't see what's happening beneath the surface, it doesn't mean things aren't at work. The greatest weavings happen when we find a way to surrender and trust that our life is being knitted for us right beneath the surface in ways known and unknowable. Mm. Um, I'll just say, I'll finish this. Let's see. The void often surfaces at the end of a chapter or a life phase when we're called to let go of all that we know and identify with. When you're in the void, it can feel scary as if you should be doing something. However, when this card appears, it's a sure sign. The most productive thing to do is relinquish control and surrender to the changing mystery of your life. So I also feel like I just want to say that this at mercury's in retrograde there's an eclipse so i really feel that too is like resting is a great idea and and i also think it's good to be because those seeds are being planted to recognize like to call back the energy report to recognize your accomplishments and to let go of those old ties from practical magic but to recognize that so that you know at, when these seeds do blossom you're able to claim it yeah. Yeah, that that's really interesting cuz that does remind me also of the energy I was tuning into when I was planning practical magic because I was thinking about my experience but I was also looking at the week and just being like it just seems like emptying out, like clearing mm-hmm. out, creating space. Yeah. And that's the womb and the void. And it's also and it, there's a divine timing aspect too. And it's Mercury's retrograde, which is a great time to be cleaning things out. Right, and creating space. Mm-hmm. And my card is so interesting. It's Sisters yeah. of the Seasons, Cycles mm. of Growth, Natural Law, Divine Order, which is another divine timing card, really. Mm. So we got the ally. If you draw it upside down, it's Challenger. But we got ally, which says, when the Sisters of the Seasons meet you on your path, they remind you that everything has a natural rhythm that obeys a higher law just as the seasons magically pass be reminded that the nature of birth growth harvest and decay cannot be altered so if you keep on your path with determination and discernment allowing for the natural course of events to unfold success is assured divine appropriate timing is guiding your desires into perfect manifest form this is a very good period to start new things as you've moved out of winter into the beginning of spring continue with practice with patience and be aware of the rhythms of your opportunities there will be periods when things slow down and begin anew move into fruition and then slow down again in a never-ending natural flow be mindful of which sister greets you for she points directly at the next. Every moment counts now. Hmm. All right. Well, we have our work for the week. And it's good. <laughs> Relax and flow. Enter into the void. Mm-hmm. Celebrate the mystery. Surrender. Release attachments. Heal codependency. 
MBD. No big deal. <laughs> All right. Have a great week, everybody. <laughs> We love you. Bye. I feel like I really am. <laughs>